voter ID, all paper. You know, they make paper now. You wouldn't believe this. It's high tech. But paper now is very, very good. It's called Watermark. And uh, it's fantastic what they can do. But that's the way it should be done. And you're going to have safe elections. But they don't they really don't want to do safe elections. They don't want it. There could be changes to the ballot that you fill out on Election Day. A bill requiring a special watermark on ballots is now headed to the state Senate. The bill passed the House with only one opposing vote. Georgia ballots are already printed on special paper, but the machine to stamp watermarks on ballots would cost about $100,000 if this is passed, and that change would take effect on July 1st. Oral arguments on Thursday in a case that could upend the 2024 presidential race as they consider whether Donald Trump can be removed from the primary ballot in Colorado. That state's high court ruled in December that the former president is ineligible to hold office under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, which prohibits an officer of the United States who took an oath to support the Constitution and then engaged in insurrection from holding office again. Let's bring in former Attorney General of the United States, Michael McKenzie. Judge, welcome back to the show. Good to have you here. You've written, you've written for us, in fact, that the President of the United States uh, is not covered by the disqualification clause of Section 3. Why not? Right. First of all, the presidency uh, is not an office under the United States. Um, it is, it's a, has its independent source of power. It's a mistake to say it's under the United States. But passing that, the question of whether... He, he violated an oath that he took as an officer of the United States. He took an oath as president. That's prescribed in Section 2. Oaths of officers of the United States are in Section or, or in Article or in Article 6. Hmm. That, the, 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 that he took an oath to support the Constitution. That's the violation. Uh, the oath that he took was to preserve, protect, and defend. Different wording. Uh, and understand these words were not picked out of the air by the people who framed the 14th Amendment. They were in the prior Constitution. So they used words to mean the same thing that they meant in the Constitution as it existed before. So if you're a textualist judge or an originalist judge, you're looking at that language, you, you, you think it's pretty clear call. It's just not covered. Yeah. I mean, there's also, um, there are three clauses in the Constitution that refer to what the president does that show that he's not an officer of the United States. One thing he's obligated to do is to nominate and appoint all officers of the United States. He doesn't appoint himself. So, therefore, he's not an officer of the United States. Um, another clause says that he commissions officers of the, all officers of the United States. It doesn't say all other officers. It says all officers. He doesn't commission himself. I guess the, 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 some of the supporters of the disqualification of President Trump say, look, look the, of course the framers uh, uh, wanted the president covered. They, they assumed that he would be covered because, uh, you know, they obviously they didn't want Jefferson Davis. This was drafted in the wake of the Supreme Court to, to be able to run for president someday. <laughs> Interesting. They weren't worried about Jefferson Davis, number one. Number two, the words president and vice president of the United States were in an initial draft of Section 3. They were taken out. And the reason they were taken out was that they didn't want to fight over that. What they were worried about was what, in fact, happened. Not Jefferson Davis, but uh, uh, the, the vice president, mm -hmm. uh, who was sent to, to the Senate as a senator. And people were scandalized that the, the 11 uh, Confederate states were going to reconstitute themselves as a, as a confederacy. So they barred people from serving as 
appointed officials, and they barred specifically them serving as senators and members of the House because that was what was being done uh, before um, the, the, uh, the, 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 the 14th Amendment was passed. Okay. Now, the court could decide that it decides this case on those grounds that you just decided. But there is this question lurking in the background of whether or not what happened on January 6th was an insurrection. What right. do you think? Uh, and does the court need to get reach that uh, question? court doesn't need to reach that question. I don't think they will because it's fraught. People have been debating that with more, more light, more heat than light. <laughs> but um, the, the fact is nobody's been charged with insurrection, not even the people who participated, certainly not Donald Trump. And in fact, the government's theory of those cases is not that he engaged in an insurrection, but that they were acting on their own. Um, and there are other charges against all these. And there are other charges against yeah. the defendants who were tried. Right. So um, that theory won't wash. But uh, so and, and, and the court might be prudent to avoid this question of insurrection because it's so politically fraught. You will impassion people on either side if you actually delve into this, particularly when there's no need for it. Um, but the trick will be if they're going to decide it on language on, on grounds of, of textualism, textual basically. language, um, then they're going to have to convince people not only that they're correct, but also that they're right. And those are two different things, and that may, the second part may be a harder sell. It's got to be a good explanation. There's the, uh, another issue, which is that assume, let's assume for the sake of argument that the court allowed Colorado to strike the, uh, the uh, President Trump for the ballot. Other states have said, no, we don't agree with that argument. He is going to be on the ballot, and they've considered this question, the right. same question. So if, if they did go along with Colorado, the Supreme Court, we'd have a, a, a patchwork quilt you know, of a, election a, laws. A crazy quilt of election laws where a candidate would be qualified in some states, disqualified in other states, on the, on the same ground. That is the question of the 14th <laughs> Amendment, which the Supreme Court is supposed to be the final arbiter of. So that's another argument, even though it's not strictly a legal argument, is it? That's another argument for the court uh, coming in here and, uh, and declaring Colorado uh, uh, out of bounds with its right. decision. Though that, that should not be a consideration, but it's definitely a benefit. What do you think uh, the Supreme Court will do? Bottom line, um, I think they'll reverse. The question is the ground on which they will reverse. There's a whole child's garden of grounds that, that they could use. Um, I just hope that whatever ground they use, they are unanimous, because I think that would help validate whatever the decision is. Uh, if they go riding madly off in all directions, that kind of undermines the authority of what they do, even though it shouldn't. Yeah, but uh, you're absolutely right about that. Hey, what's poppin'? Welcome back to Inside Four Walls. I'm, of course, your host, James Madison, and, uh... This is an interesting bellwether from a dark blue state, is it not? Illinois Election Board unanimously votes to keep Trump on ballot. Whoa! Whoa! That's an interesting update. Illinois is a blue state. I mean, like, it has... Like, a lot of states are actually not blue... They have, they're surrounded in red areas. They just have very strong blue college and populated areas. Illinois is blue and blue and red in the farming areas. And that's about the breakdown of it. Let's get into it. The board voted to keep him on the ballot, stating that the courts have the final decision on the matter. Let's get into it. Jared Yeager. Jared Yeager. Man, you wrote all the articles today, didn't you, bud? On Tuesday... The Illinois State Board of Elections unanimously voted to keep Donald Trump on the ballot, dismissing the challenge 
that sought to bar the former president from appearing on the ballot via the 14th Amendment's Insurrection Clause. Point to the insurrection for me. I can't seem to find it anywhere I look. The election board does not have the jurisdiction to determine whether Trump violated the 14th Amendment. Thus, its decision is not final. The group who filed the challenge, Free Speech for People, has vowed to immediately appeal in the court. We're here to fight for the people's right to express themselves, but not fucking vote for who they want to. Fuck them. Fuck those assholes. They don't deserve that. Fuck them. We care about free speech. What the fuck you mean, dog? Get the fucking clown cunts. You got some clown cunts. You got some clussy up in here. According to CNN, the panel was advised to rule against blocking the former president from the ballot by the retired judge Clark Erickson, who after overseeing the evidentiary hearing on the issue came to the conclusion that Trump violated the insurrection clause via his conduct on January 6th, but the courts should have the final word on his eligibility. Oh, you don't fucking say. Weird how that works. One of the eight members of the board... Republican Kathleen, uh, Catherine McCoy, yeah, McCroy, my apologies, McCroy, McCory, anyway, said there was no doubt in her mind that Trump, quote, manipulated, instigated, aided, and abetted an insurrection on January 6th. Again, find it where the FBI under both, well, actually, not even under both, under Biden exclusively, the FBI under three separate investigations have found. There is no insurrection here. There's no, there's no signs of pre-planned. And Trump has been completely exonerated of this twice on Capitol Hill. Eey. It's a hard fucking sell, twat munch. I'll leave a link to this article in the description below. Read through it. It's ABC. Full of tons of fucking salt. And it goes over just the first... And goes actually surprisingly a little in depth against its own uh, best judgments for its whiny ass viewpoint, but it does break down pretty nicely what's going on, and I think it's fucking delightful reading. All right, so we're gonna whoop, 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 right back here. Again, there was no planned insurrection. You're not gonna get away with that fucking narrative, dog. And the polls show no one fucking. Ca- in fact, more people care about Trump being charged about it and they're angry about it than there are people who actually care about January 6th itself. More people are mad that Trump's getting in trouble for it than they actually care about the day itself. You really don't know how to pick the winning fights, do you? We had the truth here. Thank you, Illinois State Board of Elections for ruling 8-0 in protecting the citizens of our country from the radical left lunatics who are trying to destroy it. The vote was 8 to 0, Kobe bitch. In favor of keeping your favorite president, me, on the ballot. Love Illinois, make America great again. The crit walks out the fucking courtroom. The challenge launched against the former president. Launched against the former president in Illinois is just one of many faces across the country. In most cases, the attempts to keep him off the ballot were dismissed. However, following cases in Colorado and Maine, the issue made its way to the Supreme Court. 
where justices are scheduled to hear arguments beginning February 8th. All right. Well, we got a little extra time, don't we, guys? So let's uh, let's look at that insurrection narrative. <laughs> you see up there in the corner, archived by the federal government. Gov House. Gov. So we'll start here, bud. FBI confirms there was no insurrection on January 6th from the Washington Examiner, August 20th, 2021, by Colin K- by Carell. Or Carroll. The Cambridge Dictionary defines insurrection as an organized attempt by a group of people to defeat their government and take control of their country, usually by violence. By that definition, there was no insurrection at the United States Capitol on January 6th, according to the FBI Reuters report. Bing! Oopsie doopsies, bitch! Mainstream media. Mainstream media. Reuters. Left-leaning. High-factuality. Reuters. I even have a mug from them. Found it, but still... The FBI has found scant evidence that January 6, uh, that the January 6 attack on the U.S. Capitol was the result of an organized plot to overturn the presidential election results, according to four current and former law enforcement officials. Quote, 90 to 95 percent of those are one-off cases, said former senior law enforcement uh, official with knowledge of the investigation. Quote, then you have 5 percent, maybe of these militia groups that were more closely organized, but there is no grand scheme with Roger Stone and Alex Jones and all of these people to storm and take hostages. A storm the Capitol and take hostages. This report is a devastating blow to President Joe Biden and the Democrats who have attempted to make the existence of an insurrection on January 6th a key issue in the 2022 midterm elections. Or, I like how all these Democrats keep saying, Donald Trump incited my erection. I, 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 I mean, the the insurrection. It has happened from a, at least five separate fucking Democrats. Male and female. Chuck Schumer, Omar. Like, they multiple people have done it. And it's just like... It's weird, right? Like the left always says somebody's his dick, right? You got that one dude, pig dick Donald Trump. And you got like all these people and they always talk about like his small hands and his sex life and all the people he slept with and they always make stories about how he peed on people and shit and how he's like a fucking kid. So like, there's always some weird like sexual hyper focus on Trump's life. It's weird. I Again, Fifty Shades of Grey is literally just a story of someone getting fucked by Trump. Especially if you believe all like... The fucking media narrative about who Trump is and how he treats women. It's like, okay, yeah. I'm not the first person to point that out, but it's weird. It's weird how they obsessed over that kind of shit. It's fucking... It's goofy. It's Freudian slips and shit. Moving on. January... uh, To make the existence of January 6th... Make the insurrection on January 6th a key issue in the 2022 midterm election. Reuters does does note that some, quote... Cells of protesters, including members of the Oath Keepers and Proud Boys, did coordinate to, quote, break into the Capitol, but the FBI found no evidence that the groups had serious plots. 
about what to do if they made it inside. None of this ex, uh, excuses the violent riot that happened on January 6th. The FBI has arrested 570... It's gone... It's like 1,800 now. Whatever. Well, it's not something... I mean, like, whatever. Like, oh, you know, whatever. But I mean, like, it, it's it's something up there. I meant whatever, like, around that number. I sound way too dismissive accidentally on that one. But moving on. Uh, about 570 rioters. And each and every one of them should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law, but that is what the event was, a riot, just like so many other riots, especially that year, to pri- uh, to politicize it and, ter- well, that year, I mean, 2020 riots, compared to January 6th, like, five, what was like $5,000 in damages versus like the $2.2 billion in property damages across America. Crazy. With the whole BLM shit. Burn, loot, murder. Try to politicize it and turn it into something it wasn't, won't make the capital any safer. Now we're gonna hop over here. Skibbity! Boop. Now let's watch this clip real quick, shall we? Director Ray, does, it, does the FBI former Secretary Mayorkas have confidential human sources. Uh, did the FBI have confidential human sources embedded within the January 6th protesters in, on January 6th of 2021? Well, Congressman, as I'm sure you can appreciate, I have to be very careful about what I can say about when. Even are, now, because that's what you not, told us two I years ago. May I finish? Uh, about when we do and do not, and where we have and have not used confidential human sources. Uh, but to the extent that there's a suggestion, for example, that the FBI's confidential human sources or FBI employees in some way instigated or orchestrated January 6th, that's categorically false. Did you have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters inside the Capitol on January the 6th prior to the doors being open? Again, I had to be very careful. It should be a no. Can you not tell the American people? No, we did not have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters positioned inside the Capitol. Gentlemen, time has expired. You should not read anything into my decision uh, not to share information. <laughs> Gentlemen's time has expired. Director Ray, last year you might recall, sir, our exchange regarding the FBI's involvement on January 6th and prior. I'm happy to jog your memory to quote, according to the record, I asked you... I fucking love the cut of this man's jib. Holy shit. Holy shit. Johnny Sins' cooler, cool dad is awesome. I like this guy. I like it. I, there's just something special about the Southern drawl when it's about to fuck you up. I've been on the receiving end of it because I got a lot of family in Mississippi I got a lot of family in Kentucky, man, and I piss these assholes off quite a few times. I say, I call you guys assholes with love, you cunts. But, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, when they're like, now, boy, what the hell do you think you're fucking doing? It's like, uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Or sometimes, I mean, that wrong. It's just like, now, if I had to ask you real quick, what do you think you're doing, and why do you think I'm asking you what you think you're doing? 
answer those two questions before I before I tell you what I'm gonna but before I tell you why I, I, I'm doing all this. It's just like, oh, I don't know if I want to do this. Well, you ain't got no fucking choice. Yeah, it's like. Also, my favorite thing about people in the South in America, other than like all the guns and the go fuck yourself attitude, I love the Christianly go fuck yourselves. Like, for example, if you ever like at a Southerner's house down south, and she looks at you with a big old warm smile and smile and a twinkle in her eye, smile and goes, "Well, honey, God bless your little soul, or God bless your little heart." She's not wishing you well, dog. She is wishing all kinds of horrific things upon you and wishes you would just vaporize. Like, get raptured, but to hell. Like, you've pissed that woman off. She goes, well, bless your little heart. Yeah, no, she she's thinking about buying pigs just for your body to get to get rid of your body, dog. Like, that's not a compliment. That's not a nice thing to hear. I've, I've been with, with people from the, I've been with other Yanks from the land of Yank. And now here in America, referring to somebody as a Yank just means they're a northerner, not an American. I don't know if people outside the States who listen to my show know about that. But yeah, people outside the country and to the Americans, a lot of countries in the West and other countries around the world refer to Americans as Yanks when we travel out. Coming from Yankee Doodle Dandy, which largely uh, is why the British calls it, because Yankee Doodle Dandy was like a derogatory song. And then being America, having me magic on our side, we're like, oh, after that song, time of a banger, bitch. We're going to play it and sing it while we fuck you up. Anyway, see you at that bridge tomorrow. Yeah, Yankee Doodle Dandy was meant to be a mock of uh, of like Uncle Sam, because it was like a song about Uncle Sam riding into town or whatever, like some... Some primordial form of Uncle Sam. And then uh, they made Yankee Doodle Dandy with macaroni and shit just to mock him. Uh, But here in America, thanks to Civil War, um, the South started calling Northerners Yankee Doodles or just Yanks. So in America, when you're an American, you call somebody a Yank, you're calling them a Northerner. You call somebody a Hick, you're calling them a Southerner. Not exactly sure what Hick is short for. It comes from Hillbilly and something else, I believe, but I'm not exactly positive on that one, nor am I going to look it up. That's your homework. Completely irrelevant to this topic. Did you have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters positioned inside the Capitol on January 6th prior to the doors being opened? You responded, I quote, again, I have to be very careful of what I say which I said, it should be a no. Can you not tell the American people no? We did not have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters positioned inside the Capitol on January 6th. A year has passed. (laughs) A year has passed. The way he said that. Damn. Damn, dog. I played some Red Dead Redemption. I'm just sitting here thinking about Arthur Morgan. Like, damn, that's like when Arthur Morgan's talking to you, and you're like, "Oh, I'm about to shoot this motherfucker, aren't I?" You know, like you got those cutscenes in Red Dead Redemption where you're just talking to somebody. You're like, "Oh, this person I'm talking to this cutscene, I'm about to fucking ventilate him." We sit here again a year later. We the people still do not have a definitive answer from you or anyone else in the Biden administration regarding the FBI presence and participation. In the months leading up to the November election and in the weeks and days prior to January 6th and on January 6th here in D.C., we can't get a straight answer 
it, although we have a tremendous amount of evidence harvested and reviewed over the course of the last year, which you will see in September, Stephen D'Artano, formerly in charge of the FBI's field office in Washington, D.C., testified to the House Judiciary Committee that he was aware the FBI informants would attend the Stop the Steal rally thrown on January 6th. You confirmed that the FBI had confidential human sources at the Stop the Steal rally on January 6th here in D.C., sir? Congressman, as we've discussed before, I'm not going to get into where we have or have not. You know what's really impressive about this video? It's been a whole year between the first clip and this clip, and they have the exact same hairstyles. Wow, they look like their hair's grown a single inch between the two of them. Use confidential human sources, but what okay, I can we'll tell move you, on. you asked for a definitive answer. We'll move answer. on, it's my time. You said <laughs> no, you're not going to answer <laughs> That's cool. We're watching, Mr. Chairman. May I answer your, your moment? I fucking love you, Southerners. I fucking love y'all. Oh man. Oh man. Which look, look. When the Civil War pops off, I'm on your side. I'm on your side. Don't worry about it. I'm on your side all the way. But damn. Oh, dude, dude. This guy's great. The moment will come. This is my time. Earlier this year, an FBI informant. Uh, was reported to have, quote, his quote, under oath, <laughs> marched to the U.S. Capitol with fellow Proud Boys members on January 6th, close quote. He said he was communicating with his FBI handler while people were entering the U.S. Capitol. Can you confirm that the FBI had that sort of engagement with your own agents embedded within to the crowd on January 6th. If you are asking whether the violence at the Capitol on January 6th was this part of some asking. operation orchestrated by FBI sources and or agents, the answer is emphatically You're saying not. no? No. You're saying no? Not okay. violence orchestrated Let's by FBI on. sources or agents. Are you familiar with, with, you know what a ghost vehicle is? Director, director of the FBI certainly should. You know what a ghost bus is? A ghost bus? Ghost bus. I'm not sure I've used that term before. Okay. Well, pretty common in, in law enforcement. It's a vehicle that's that's used for secret purposes. It's painted over. These two buses in the middle here, they were the first to arrive at Union Station on January 6th. 0500. I have all this evidence. I'm showing you a tip of this iceberg. Just for a little extra context here. Uh, I'm sure you can guess off the name of it what a ghost bus is, but essentially it's a marked vehicle that looks absolutely normal to the everyday person. Some things will give it away. Um, sometimes, like, if you know what the tint laws in your area are, they'll usually have windows that are, like, pushing or past the legal limit of tint. Usually some big SUV-type vehicle, but not always, as it, it can be, like, a bus like this. Like, for example, uh, on a smaller scale... Uh, with the People's Convoy, uh, that's something that was documented. They had a bus, if anybody followed the Freedom Convoy shit. You know exactly what I'm talking about. There was a bus, and they, like, zip-tied, like, artificial covers and shit to it occasionally. Like, to make it look like it was a different bus a few times. Really weird. Feels psycho to talk about, but, yeah. They, uh, they had this one big, expensive-ass bus. It was like a rock star bus, dude. Big as fuck. Dark tinted windows, tinted tinted. Like, you couldn't see inside. It was one way. 
I, I did my best to get a couple glimpses in, you know, corner, tilt my head a little bit here and there. It was nice on the inside, too. But then they, like, zip-tied, like, a fake bumper and shit to it and, like, clip plates and shit over the mirror. Like, it was weird. It was weird. If you look up my channel, if you go to my channel, look up, like, freaking convoy footage and shit, uh, you'll, you'll, you'll see what I'm talking about. It's all there. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I mean. It's these decoy vehicles. They'll have, uh, fake plates that when cops run them, if it's a federal vehicle, it will tell them, like, this, this is what this vehicle is. Do not approach. Do not follow. Whatever. X, Y, Z. It's not always an SUV, but usually when it comes to government vehicles being used for operations, it's usually an SUV or some sort of four-door compact. These buses, however, they could rent out these buses. They can use the bu the plates on the bus. And, yeah, it's the company's buses. their rental buses. Or they're public buses that the government in that area is acquiescing, basically, for this purpose. But, yeah, it's essentially just a government-fed bus. Am I implying that the fucking... Uh, convoy freedom convoy bus had anything to do with feds no absolutely not yeah totally i absolutely fucking am there's so much weird shit with that convoy towards the end of it i definitely believe some feddy shit got happened by the way hey if you're going to the fucking convoy thing dude dude don't i do not trust any convoy organization that shit's gonna get psyoped so quickly I know because the convoy I was a part of got psyoped towards the end of it. It was money got stolen, bad shit happened. Again, go to my channel. You can watch all that. There's a video called My Side of the of the Freedom Convoy and People's Convoy. You can go watch that video. I lay out everything that happened in the hotel room, like literally two hours after it all ended. You can go watch that. Anyway, let's wrap this up. Mr. Chairman. These two buses Mr. are painted completely white. Point of order. Point of order. Sure. Just run over the time. I understand, but you'll recall that Miss Jackson Lee's been allowed to go two minutes before. I've been very fair in letting people finish their questioning throughout my tenure as chairman, and I'll continue to be fair on that regard. But I will make a note to the members, if you could stay as close within your time as possible, we have a lot of people that want to ask these gentlemen questions. So, with that, the gentleman yields. But uh, your your point, I've been very fair in this, Mr. Ivey, with everybody on this side of the aisle just as much. I don't think I accuse you of being unfair, Mr. Okay. Chairman. Uh, you're, you're making it important. Okay, thank you. Uh, I now, re now recognize Mr. May Gray. I close this, this statement, uh, Mr. Mr. No, Chairman? No, I, I, think, I think your time is expired, Mr. I note that, that other members across the aisle have been, been granted time, and I object well, to, my, to my question being, well, being closed. This is a very significant hearing, Mr. Chairman. Yeah, again, every hearing with these guys is great. Uh, I don't believe anybody's lost a security clearance, but again, we have an internal review pending. and, that, and that... Again, I can read you all the articles all fucking day. If you want to read the articles, go read them. Hell, I'll fucking you can look at my channel. I've been covering January 6th pretty in fucking depth. I need to do the pipe bombing thing. I need to look into that. I do find the conspiracy theory that the pipe bomber was MGT. I find that conspiracy theory fucking hilarious. And if it's true, it's not. But if it was, oh, dude. Dude, 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 dude. That's wild. That's wild. It's not, but it's a fun little thing that people are posting on Twitter right now. I'm just like, <laughs> whoa. 
I'll let that finish to come to its conclusion. How did you become aware of the Catholic memo that the gentleman just referenced? How did I become aware of it? Point of order, Mr. Chairman. Gentleman may say his point of order. Whose time is the chairman consuming with his? I thought for the committee, it's not a point of order. The chair now recognizes the gentleman for Texas for five minutes. Thank you, sir. I will say this, Mr. Ray. I am one of those sheriffs that will be very blunt with you today. As I hear, I've had an opportunity to look at your testimony, lots of stuff, and hear about numerous task forces, crimes being committed against children, including even infants and toddlers. MS-13 gang members coming across the open southern border, the poisoning and killing of the American people with fentanyl, the, the sex trafficking, the human trafficking. It, it's quite clear, it is clear that you guys are dealing with some of the sickest bastards in our society. I have an article here from CNN in January 2022 calling the January 6th investigation the biggest investigation in FBI history. And what shocks me about this, quite honestly, is that you don't mention January 6th. Again, the biggest investigation not one time in your 14-page testimony. You don't mention it one time. And that makes me ask myself the question, what the hell are you hiding? Sir, you mentioned 38,000 agents and support personnel in your agency. How many FBI agents and support personnel have you assigned to the January 6th investigation? I don't know that I know the number. I know we have a lot of people working okay, on it. Okay, lots there. Fair enough, lots. Yeah. Knowing that you are dealing with some of the sickest people in our society with investigations related to child sex trafficking, have you reassigned any of these agents or personnel to investigate January 6th? Yes or no? I, I don't believe we have reassigned people away from uh, child exploitation okay, to January I, 6th. No, I, no, let me just say this, Director. I, I find that answer disturbing because last month, Steve Friend, he testified before the Weaponization Committee. Mr. Friend was a domestic terrorism investigator for you, and he was told by one of his superiors that January 6th was, I quote, a higher priority than pursuing child pornography cases, end quote. And for those of you watching in America, understand today's FBI is more concerned about searching for and arresting grandma and grandpa for entering the Capitol building that day than pursuing the sick individuals in our society who prey on our children. And Mr. Ray, your priorities are flawed. But let's rehash what we know so far, all right? It's the largest investigation in FBI history, and you don't mention it in your testimony. Agents have been reassigned from child exploitation cases and so on. So now let's get into the money, Mr. Ray. How much taxpayer money has been spent on January 6th? I don't know that I have the figure. Oh, you don't have it. Okay, head, but... Mr. Ray, I got an article here, uh, December 22, uh, 2022, two years after the events of January 6th, and it says the Justice Department has requested another $34 million from Congress. And uh, number one, you shouldn't get another dime. The FBI shouldn't get another dime for this political witch hunt against the greatest president in my lifetime, Donald J. Trump. I, I want to turn my attention now to this fella, this character, Mr. Ray Epps. We've all heard of him. We've heard of Mr. Ray Epps. He was number 16 on your FBI most wanted list. He was encouraging people the night prior and the day of to go into the Capitol. And Mr. Ray Epps can be seen at the first breach of Capitol grounds at approximately 12.50 p.m. Play the clip, please. You need to go into the Capitol. Into the Capitol. Into the Capitol. What? All right, no, David, one more thing. Yeah, so if we go up there? No? When we go in. Are we going to get arrested when we go up there? Yeah. We don't need to get shot. There he 
areas, breaching the line, going in at the first breach into the Capitol, into the Capitol grounds, a restricted area. Mr. Ray, you have arrested hundreds of people related to January 6th. And there have been people arrested for breaching Capitol grounds. Cooey Griffin is an example. Rachel Genko is an example. And then we go to Mr. Brandon Strecka. Brandon was arrested for disorderly and destructive conduct, which included yelling, I go, 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 as rioters tried to empty the Capitol. These three never went into the Capitol. They never assaulted anyone. So let's be honest with each other. There is very little difference between the actions of Ray Epps and Brandon Stricka that day, but yet Stricka was arrested and Epps wasn't. Epps also testified to the January 6th committee. He was back at his hotel when video evidence showed that he wasn't. He lied. He was on the Capitol grounds just as Brandon Stricka was. Epps even texted his nephew at 2.12 p.m. and said, I quote, I was in the front with a few others. It was on the video. I also orchestrated it. Now look into the camera, sir, when you answer my next question. Are you going to arrest Mr. Epps, yes or no? I'm not going to engage here in a discussion about individual people who are okay, or are not going to be prosecuted. Can I get a commitment? You just watch the video. I'm an old law dog. I understand a little bit about probable cause. He did very little. There was very little difference what he did. And Mr. Strecker, you can see him. He's encouraging. I don't think he's inciting a riot. He's encouraging people the night prior to go into the Capitol. The day of, go into the Capitol. And he was at the first breach. And he breached the restricted area. Everybody, a lot of people get arrested for not going into the Capitol, but they're in the restricted area. But yeah, ramps, who many people feel, fed, 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 right? And there's a lot of cloud over this. So I, I, my point is this. You arrested a lot of folks for unlawful activity. You just saw the video. And I will tell you, Mr. Mr. Ray, uh, if you don't yeah. arrest Mr. Epps, there's a reason behind it. I believe you know what it is. And it appears to me you are protecting this guy. I strongly recommend you get your house back in order. With that, I you back. Mr. Chairman, if I might briefly. Gentlemen, we responding. We've got a couple of point of order. Uh, it is not never, unanimous consent. Excuse me. Go ahead. It, it has never been appropriate for an FBI director in congressional testimony to be weighing in on who is or isn't going to be arrested and what, who is or isn't going to get charged, which is a prosecutor's decision. If you are suggesting that the violence that at, Cap at the Capitol on January 6th was part of some operation orchestrated by FBI sources or FBI agents, the answer is no, it was not. And to suggest otherwise is a disservice to our hardworking, dedicated law enforcement professionals. Can I respond to that now that the the point is, he was number 16 on your list. Yeah. He was 16 on your list. You never arrested the gentleman. Hundreds of Americans the were arrested. Shame on you. The chair recognizes the And we get to hear. From Kentucky, he's recognized for five minutes. I thank the chairman. Uh, What's director. this? Oh, shocking video. Whoa. Okay, three minutes. We'll watch this last one, I'll end it, and I'll end it after this one. That's just a good title. Ray, in light of information provided to us about the FBI's investigation of the January 6th pipe bombs, in an interview with Assistant Director Stephen Duantuano, Chairman Jordan and I sent you a letter a month ago. Some of the information that we found in that interview was that phone data that could have helped to identify the pipe bomber was corrupted, was unusable. Uh, he also wasn't sure who found or how the second bomb was found at the DNC. Do you know how the second bomb was found at the DNC? And, and when do you plan on answering our letter? Well, as to the letter, I, I will uh, work with the department to make sure we can figure out what information we can provide. As you know, this is a very active, ongoing investigation, and there are some restrictions on that. But we, yes, we can handle classified fund. information, yes. and we fund your department, and so you need to provide that. I, it's not, respectfully, it's not an issue of classification. It's an issue of commenting on ongoing criminal investigations, which is something that by longstanding department policy we are restricted in doing. And in fact, the last administration actually strengthened those policies partly That's because- That's not our policy though, and we fund you, so let's move on. Do you know how the second pipe bomb- do you, Can you tell us how the second pipe bomb was found at the DNC? I, again, I'm not gonna get into that here. 900 I, days ago, 
is when this happened. And you said you had total confidence we'd apprehend the subject. We've found video that looks like somebody, a passerby, miraculously found this pipe bomb at the DNC and then notified the police. Miraculously, I say, because it was at specifically the same, the precise time to cause the maximum distraction from the events going on at the Capitol. Can you show this video that we have, please? I'd like to know if the director has seen this. This is somebody with a, with a mask on, wearing a hat. They're walking in front of the DNC, which is out of the view on the right-hand side. You'll see him come into view. He goes to one police car. He goes to another police car. He's holding a backpack. He's got a mask on. He's talking to the police. And within a minute, they start scrambling. You'll see the camera turn to the pipe bomb, the location of the pipe bomb. By the way, that's, a, I believe, the Metro police are now getting out of the car. And that's uh, Vice President-elect's detail in the black SUV, I believe. Parked about 30 feet from the pipe bomb, eating lunch. Okay, now we go over to the location of the pipe bomb. The cameras are scrambling. It, it appears to me that that's not a coincidence, that the person with the backpack who walked by that bench and then went up to the police uh, and the detail didn't, it, didn't do that accidentally. They had a purpose in mind and that what transpired after that was a result of information that person gave to them. If that person found the pipe bomb, would they be a suspect? Well, again, I don't want to speculate about specific individuals. I will tell you that we have done thousands of interviews, uh, reviewed something like 40,000 video files, of which this is uh, one, assessed uh, 500-something tips. Have you interviewed, interviewed that person? Devices. We we have conducted all logical investigative steps and interviewed all logical individuals at this then point. Then it's 900 Continuing. days. You need to tell us what you found because we're finding stuff you haven't released into the public. And we'll oh. All right, that's, that's going to be the last one we actually watch. I'm going to end it here because we have more things to record about. I work at 11 and it's almost 4.30 in the morning. So, yeah, I'm going to wrap this up here. Thanks for watching. I'm going to get to record some new episodes. And I'll talk to you all later. Deuce. This is a case of first impression. Let's define what that means for people. It's the first time that the Supreme Court has taken up the issue of a potential presidential candidate being taken off the ballot by a state through the unilateral action of the Secretary of State of that jurisdiction, deciding that I'm not going to have him on the ballot because, in my opinion, he's an insurrectionist. It cannot be that way, or else a Secretary of State in the South could have said to uh, Ulysses S. Grant, you know, he's, he was the big general for the Union. Let's not recognize him on the ballot because we think he was an insurrectionist. Imagine there's a person in Maine who's the Secretary of State. She says that President Trump shouldn't be on the ballot. She was an elector for Biden. That's a political move. So you could have a plethora of different positions all over the United States. And who would be the legitimate president at that point? The question is, you know, March 5th is less than a month from, from February 8th. I mean, they're going to get a decision out. I believe. Before people had to vote on Super Tuesday. If you actually look at so many of the court cases against Donald Trump, George, this is not about prosecuting Trump for something that he did. It's about throwing him off the ballot because Democrats feel that they can't beat him at the ballot box. And so they're trying to defeat him in court. Uh, this case, like so many legal cases against Donald Trump, they're trumped up. They're, they're in extremely left-wing jurisdictions, or it's actually the Biden administration prosecuting his chief political rival. I think most Americans recognize that this is not what we want to fight the 2024 election over. Let's fight it over issues. Let's fight it over how to redeliver prosperity to the American worker and peace to the world at large, not over these ridiculous court cases that, frankly, they've been throwing at Trump for well before he became a political candidate, and they're going to be going after him for a long time because his agenda is actually a threat to the people who have been calling the shots in this country for far too long. <laughs>